Hey there, Elise Dillard here, host of Let's Break the Odds podcast, the go-to podcast to navigate you towards breaking the odds in your life, family, and career. I'm an everyday woman who broke the odds by graduating college debt-free, helped my friends to successfully fund their education debt-free, and now have the honor of speaking and navigating students and families across the country towards funding their education debt-free as well. Think of this podcast as your weekly coffee rendezvous, where we chat about life, career, and how to create a lasting legacy. And let's face it, I'm just one person, so I'll be bringing on industry experts, professionals, and individuals to join us and share insight to help you and to help us get to the next level and continue to break the odds in our life, family, career, and communities. Let's do this together. This is Let's Break the Odds podcast. Let's Break the Odds podcast is brought to you by The Student Navigator, the go-to resource towards funding your education debt-free. With the online programs and tools that have helped students break the odds and fund their education debt-free, you now have a proven roadmap that you can utilize and implement right at home. Use promo code BREAKTHEODDS to save on the Funding College Debt-Free online bootcamp. That's promo code BREAKTHEODDS to save. Visit thestudentnavigator.com forward slash academy to get plugged in today. Hey there, Elise Dillard here, host of Break the Odds. Before we dive in with today's episode, let's do something real quick. I want you to pause and think about something that you are passionate about and love to do. Got it? Now, what if you could do that one thing as a full-time career? Maybe you already have a hobby that you are looking to monetize or a side hustle that you love to scale and do full time. Well, you're in the right place because today's guest not only broke the odds by turning her side hustle into a full time career, but also has hired a growing team. And on today's episode, she shares exactly how she did it. Joining us today is Maria Benz. Maria Benz is the founder of MBM Agency, a digital marketing company that helps service-based businesses grow their revenue through profitable websites. Maria also hosts the top-rated Marketing Mindset Podcast, an audio show that focuses on marketing, business, and mindset. Maria's work has been recognized by iTunes as a top 200 business podcast, as well as by Voyage ATL, Fit Small Business, Content Marketing Institute, and more. She is now on a mission to help B2B businesses get creative with their own marketing strategies. Now, I've known Maria for years and actually appeared as a guest on her show, the Marketing Mindset Podcast last year, which was so much fun. But most of all, she has a heart of gold and is someone who I have the pleasure of calling friend. Maria and I chatted for an entire hour here at Break the Odds, and during this conversation, we talked about everything from moving cross-country, work-life balance, mindset, advice for young entrepreneurs, and more. But don't worry, you'll be seeing more of Maria in future episodes dedicated to the different topics we discussed in her interview. So let's chat about how to turn your side hustle into a full-time career, shall we? Let's dive in. Hi, hi. How are you doing, Maria? You look so pretty. I love your straight hair and the bangs. I'm like, that looks cute. Thanks. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. I got a workout in this morning, had a couple meetings. Um, Now I'm this, which I'm so excited for. (laughs) What about you? Nice. I'm just excited to to do this. So Yeah. Thank (laughs) you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat with you today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I, I have the pleasure of 
calling you friend and we've actually been on, we've done an interview together in the past yes, actually on, on your podcast. show. Yes, the Marketing Mindset Podcast. And I can't wait to kind of dive in and because I know, um, you know, a lot of the viewers, you know, they might be business owners or um, creatives and would love to hear your insight when it comes to marketing and mindset. And so first off, just kind of just in your words, share with our audience, you know, more about MBM Agency and your show, the Marketing Mindset Podcast. Sure, sure. Yeah. So MBM Agency, I started it um, I started as a freelancer back in the day. I was working at as, as a market. I started at a event technology company working as a marketing admin, and then I moved into marketing management. And during that time, my friends' parents and some of my friends too were just asking me for marketing advice on how to grow their businesses. And I was like, huh, I can, <laughs> I can make money on this. <laughs> you know, I've always been, I would say, like an entrepreneurial type. Um, always trying to start various businesses when I was younger. But this, I was like, I think I'm onto something here. <laughs> because with marketing, so much of the strategies are the same. It's just the details of the company that you put in that are a little bit different. So I started as a freelancer. Um, it started growing and started growing. And then um, I used to live in California. And then my husband and I had made the decision to move to Georgia. And while moving to Georgia, I was still working with that event technology company and I negotiated to be able to work remotely. Um, no one else on the team was remote, but they were like, okay, let's try it out. Let's see how it goes. And I was still kind of freelancing on the side, but it was not, you know, it wasn't any, like I wasn't making a full-time income at that point. Um, so we moved to Georgia and then four months in, um, they let me know that they're like, Hey, this remote thing isn't working out. And I was like, I was a little bit scared. We're in a brand new state, no family. Um, and I had to work at the time and I love working. I never really saw myself as being a stay at home mom. And so I made a decision. I was like, okay, well, it's either I find a job or I make this business work. And then I started going full force into it. And then within a few months, I was back to what I was making full time. And then we've just been growing since then. And then we did start as a marketing agency because I was a marketing manager. So we kind of, you know, did all the things, social media, email, websites, all the things. Um, but then over the last year and a half, I would say, we really started niching down to just focusing on websites. And that's been become our area of expertise. So dive in a little bit. Here you are. You moved to a new state, like across the country. <laughs> you And here you are with Theo. How old was Theo at the time, if you don't mind me asking? Like, yeah, he, he was two, two. He was two. And then, so talk about that process of here you are moving. You're working one day a week for this, for your your previous job. And then you've talked about how you then had, you know, have started MBM agency at some point. So kind of like connect the dots on like how, how was that process for you and that transition for you of moving and then starting your own agency while having, you know, a two-year-old yeah. and being married, like all of that, <laughs> you know, because being know. a wife is, is a big thing too. Yeah, it was definitely a lot. So with the job when I moved over, so I was, I think I, for, I failed to mention, so I was with them full time. And then when we moved to Georgia, I did negotiate to do part-time, mm, okay. um, part-time hours. So I was working like about 20, 25 hours a week with them. And then I had maybe like two clients, but it wasn't anything major um, on my own. But it was definitely a process. Like when I was still working with my marketing uh, company um, from California, it was just 
like scheduling and routine was everything. Um, I would wake up in the morning before Theo. I would wake up at like 5 a.m. and he's a sleeper, especially coming from California, three hour time difference. In California, he'd wake up at like 7. And then in uh, Georgia time, it'd be like 10. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to keep him on that schedule. So I'd wake up like five, um, get a few hours of work done. He'd wake up, we'd go out somewhere, you know, do something, have a play date, go to the park, whatever it may be to get his energy out, come home, um, have lunch. And then I'd let him play in his room and then I would get some more hours done. And then Nick would come home from work and then we put Theo to bed and then I'd work again in the evening. Mm -hmm. Um, and then sometimes like during the weekend, if Nick didn't work, I'd take like half a Saturday to, to do that. And then when that job came and told me, they're like, Hey, this remote thing isn't working out. And I had to make that decision to go full time. I kind of kept the same schedule, I would say. And something for like, for me, it was like a lot of time blocking, like, okay, I'm taking these next three hours, focusing in on this task. Then I'm taking a break and playing with Theo and then, you know, going back to work. So it was a lot of time blocking and just keeping the same routine, I think helped me um, manage it all in the end. And I just wanted to add in, um, this is my personality. This might not be everybody, but I can definitely tend to be a little bit workaholic. Um, I've been working on that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I feel like the blessing with kids is that they force you to take a step back and almost force you to, and force you in a good way, like to have a more balanced life because, Trust me, I've dealt with burnout and it's not fun when you're just yeah. like working to the brim, even though in during the thick of it, I'm like, yes, I got to do this and I love it. But at the same time, it is good for your mental health and it's good for the long term to take a break. So be thankful that your kids are doing that for you. Yeah, that's true. It's an escape. Yeah, that's so yeah. true. I mean, I'm not married. I don't have kids yet. One day I'll reach yes. those stages in my life. But um, I do have a dog and... <laughs> And I no means am I comparing kids to dogs, but he, I mean, at certain times during the day, like he always asked me to play. And, and I remember thinking to myself, like, you know, this is a good balance for me because it forces me to pause and, and spend time with him. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I shift. And I was like, okay, well, what if I, you know, apply the time I spend with my dog playing with him, you know, applying that to, you know, spending time with my sister or my parents or friends, you know? So I think, you know, yeah, you're right that, you know, work-life balance is key. And, and so do you mind sharing some tips on what you have in terms of work-life balance? You know, I know you say you have your son. Yeah. What are some things that you do? I know I see on Instagram, you know, you often, (laughs) you know, take, you know, times for relaxation throughout the week. So kind of share some tips that have been working for you. Um, so it has been definitely a process to get here. Like I shared, I was, you know, workaholic last year, especially like worked crazy hours. And I feel like, you know, in times it's definitely needed in order to grow and scale your business. This year, however, I was like, okay, I really need to focus in on, um, on having more balance and having more free time because I'm like, I essentially started my freelancing and started this business with the thought of like, okay, I'm going to have time freedom. I'm going to have, you know, be able to do whatever I want, whenever I want, be a mom, all these things. But I was working myself to the brim and I'm like, I totally forgot about this freedom that I had originally wanted. So I started um, really focusing in on this year. And I will say one of the key things is, has been my team. I have a handful of people that I work with. And this year I really started 
giving more responsibility to them. So at in March, I think probably right when COVID hit and Theo started being a home again, I was like, okay, I really need to figure something out. So um, I started giving more to my team. So at the end of every week, I looked at my schedule, saw what did I do that I could have, you know, passed on, could have outsourced. And little by little, I started giving my team more and more where now one of my team members, she fully takes on all of the websites that we do and is able to manage them. Um, like I help with the onboarding, offboarding process, but she helps manage pretty much the whole process. I, I'm just managing, making sure everything's getting done on time. Um, and then another team member handles all of our monthly clients. And then we have a couple contractors that help with various projects, but I definitely have to give a lot of credit to my team to be able to release that and then also to trust them um, in order to do that. So it's been definitely like during summer, that was my goal was to spend more time with Theo and to have more free time to do that. But then with that, having releasing all of those projects to them, I've gotten more time to do focus on uh, growing my business, focusing on sales calls, seeing what we can improve in our systems and processes, right? Instead of being in the business, working on the business. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that's not necessarily attainable for everybody if you're not working or if you don't have a team. But a few tips that I would say is like, what do you have on your schedule that you can clear up? What is something that you don't have to be doing, but you're kind of filling in the time, right? Or can you ask somebody for help? Or if you are a solopreneur, you know, hire a VA for five, 10 hours and just start there to relieve a little bit of time for you. Um, and just seeing what are you doing now that you can help, you can, you know, ask someone for help, you can hire help, or you can kind of you know, put it off for another time or kind of delete it from your schedule, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And just for those who are listening in, um, VA means virtual assistant. So just for those of you who might be new to this, that's what VA stands for. Yes, thank so, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problem. No problem. So, okay. So yeah. So talk about that process. Like here you were kind of going back to your story, like you moved from California to cross country yeah, and you took that leap to start your own agency and now you have a team. Like, can you talk about, talk about that process of that growth process and how that evolved for you and how you were able to do that? Yeah. So it's been, um, very uh, fast. I feel like fast growth, at least a lot faster than I expected. So we moved to Georgia at beginning of 2018 April 2018, I lost my job. May 2018, <laughs> I decided to go full time. And then beginning of 2019, I hired my first person. Now we're like a year and a half later and I have five. So it's been like a very fast, I feel like fast, fast paced. But in, in order to do it, I literally woke up one day and I was like, why can't I do this? There's so many other people that are growing agencies that are making this happen. So I was like, instead of focusing, cause before I would focus on like, Oh, you know, people aren't going to hire me because of this, or I'm not going to be able to make this because I'm a mom or I don't, I don't have enough time or this, like just focusing on all of the negatives. And then one day I woke up and I was like, you know what? No, I am going to do this. So how am I going to do it? So I made a goal. I think the first one was like probably to hit my full time income in like two months. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. So how am I going to do this? So I sat down and just started, you know, seeing where I, where can I find clients? So one of the things that helped me in the beginning was Upwork, which is a freelancer site. So I went on, you know, put all my skills and then there's business people that were 
looking to hire a web designer, looking to hire a copywriter, all these things. And I started applying for jobs. So I did get a few people from there that I actually still work to to this day, which is like three years now, which is crazy. Okay. Um, and whenever, to anytime business is slow, I still hop on, on Upwork every so often mm-hmm. to see what's there. And we've still gotten clients from it. Um, and they pay like, yeah, some people are searching for, um, you know, cheap labor, but some people are searching for U.S. freelancers and they pay well. So that's just a little tidbit. Um, then I started posting on Instagram, on Facebook, because before that, I never posted about what I did. And I started posting my knowledge, posting tips and my expertise. And I had people being like, I had no idea this, this is what you did. Like my husband needs a website. My husband needs a Facebook marketing or whatever it was. Because in the beginning, I did kind of all, all uh, digital marketing. And little by little, I started getting people calling me and like, hey, I need this help and I need this help. And then I built up a roster where then I started getting on the regular referrals, on the regular people reaching out from Instagram. Um, I think I was still on Upwork at that time too, just browsing jobs and little by little it grew. But I feel like the mindset piece of it of like, okay, this is going to happen and focus on how am I going to make it happen was the biggest key. And then kind of just keeping that momentum growing, I kind of realized like, okay, if I need to scale, I need to hire someone else to help me um, so I can relieve some projects to her. So I hired my first person. She was, um, I hired her as like a marketing assistant. So she helped me with basically everything. (laughs) Um, And she was really good at graphic design and web design. So now she's my main designer. But, you know, just taking it step by step, realizing when you need to hire and then when you hire, trusting them and kind of having a training process in the process. Well, you talk about the training process. Because I think some people, they feel like, okay, they feel like they have to, if they bring on someone, yes, it will relieve them. But they feel like they have to put in all this upfront, like, learning curve for them. And I think that sometimes for some entrepreneurs, that makes them hesitant. They feel like, mm-hmm. I'm already up to here. Like, I'm already mm-hmm. busy. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to train somebody. So, how, how did yes. that work for you? Where, and also being able to relieve that trust, like you said, because as entrepreneurs, our business is our baby. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, it's an idea. Like I'll use this analogy. It, it is almost like birthing a child because it was an idea that you yeah. didn't, you could visualize and then it became a reality. And, and so, and now you're dedicated to seeing it grow and be independent on its own. So how did you like talk a little bit, expand on how did you have that trust to yeah. relieve and and how did that process go in terms of being able to factor in that onboarding yeah, training yeah. period so everything that you just mentioned all of those feelings i had all of those feelings <laughs> i know 100% and it's scary and i i was like that my business is my baby no one's going to take care of it like i'm taking right. care of it like but trust me in the end, you're going to be so thankful that you did because I came to the point where it's like, I want to scale and I want to keep growing, but there's only so much time that I have within myself. And when you're working on the projects yourself, you're taking away from the time that you can be out selling and networking and growing Mm -hmm. your business in that way. And yes, there is going to be a learning curve and your freelancer may make some mistakes or your virtual assistant may make some mistakes. Expect that. That's okay but it's going to be worth to get your free time back in a month, right? Because if you continue working, you're going to be up to here, up to here, up to here every month. But if you take a month 
and work on it, you're going to be relieved later on. So what I did was I made a list of all the things that I wanted her to do. And I started her at like, I think five to 10 hours a week. And I, you know, I basically wrote down every week that I'm, what I had to do. And I wrote down what I wanted her to take on. So the next time before I hired her, say I had to create a content calendar, right? For a client. I sat down and when I was creating it, I recorded a video tutorial on how I did it. And I walked it step by step. Mm. I'm still doing it, but I'm creating a video tutorial on how to do it. And then I did that for every task, a video tutorial. And then I, we use Asana, which is a great project management um, folder. But in Asana, we have all of the tasks laid out. And now we do this for every website design project too. We have all the tasks laid out. I assign the task to the team member and I have the video tutorial right in there that they can reference to at any point in time, which I'm sure the first few times they watch it, they probably got it down after that. They may be asking me a few questions and that was that. But the video tutorials, I think, helped so much. But then also I had to like force myself to just be like, don't micromanage, just let them do it, right? They'll bring it back and sometimes they'll bring back and it's like a tiny, tiny little fix that I could have fixed myself, but you have to tell them. You have to tell them like, hey, you know, this little thing, I don't know, say it like this so that they know your edits, so they know how your brain works and little by little, and it doesn't take long. I mean, maybe after a month, um, everything was done perfect. We're now, we're like a year in, a year and a half in with some of the members and I give them a project and I know 100% it's going to be done to how I want it to be done. And I don't have to be, you know, worried about it every so often. I'm like, Hey, can you fix this? But for the most part, it's worked. And I now have full trust that I can give them a project and they're going to get it done exactly how it needs to be done. Yeah. I think that's, that's awesome what you said, because essentially view it as an investment, you know, you're investing your time up front to have that freedom, so to speak later on. And Mm -hmm. I think one thing that, that I've seen just, you know, on social media is that, you know, your team, at least from my point of view, they seem to be really love to work for you and you guys, and you seem to have I think a really so, good like, at least company my culture. Point. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Like at and least so for I, you. Sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I'm like, I see that too. I'm like, at least that's what they tell me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I think that's, that's key is that I think what cre- allowed you to create that trust and have that freedom a year later, like you said, I think is the fact that, you know, you were able to create a positive work environment. And I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier is creating value for them and, and having them feel valued in what they're doing, making them feel valued as being a part of the team. And, and by you, you know, doing those edits, you know, and, and communicate in a way where they don't feel like condescended or, mm-hmm. um, you know, put down, but letting them know that it's just little tweaks and you'll get there. And, I think that, you know, is key, you know, and a huge takeaway for listeners is, you know, a, a creating that value again for your, you know, your team, because um, then they'll, you know, give it in return. So yeah. is there any final takeaways that you have, that, any final messages that you want to share to the audience um, before we close out today? Yeah, just honestly, anyone who is listening, like, if you have a business idea and you've been sitting on it and you feel so passionate about it. Like I truly believe that God put something on our heart for a reason. And if you have that fire in your heart, it's there for a reason. Like, I don't think it's just, you know, a random little flame in there. I feel like God puts something on each of us 
for a specific reason that's a part of our purpose. So don't sit on it. Go out, take those steps, take that messy action and just do it Yes, <laughs> with the right mindset. Yes. <laughs> yes. The asterisk on the side with the right yes. mindset. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Maria, for being on the show. And how can people find you and reach you? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. I love chatting with you. So I feel like my platform of choice online is Instagram. You can find me at Maria Bentz and I spell it M-A-R-I-Y-A-B-N-T-Z. And the podcast, the Marketing Mindset Podcast, um, we put out episodes twice a week, every week. Um, And then from there, you can find our websites and all of that, all of that fun stuff. Wow, wasn't that some valuable information? While sharing her story, Maria shared that she had lost her job and that's when she made the decision to make her business work and go full force into it. Now she's a top-ranked entrepreneur that has been recognized by multiple publications. You see, sometimes our greatest disappointments can lead us to our destiny. I don't know what your story is. Maybe you also lost your job Or maybe you just feel like you have to start all over in life. Or maybe you just feel like a door has been shut. Pause, reflect, and remember, when one door shuts, another one opens. Your struggle will one day be a part of your success story. One thing Maria said that was so powerful was, if you have that fire in your heart, it's there for a reason. That's a part of our purpose, so don't sit on it. Go out Take those steps, take that messy action, and just do it. I love that. What was your biggest takeaway? How will you take action? We'd love to know. Follow Break the Odds on social media and tag us and use hashtag Breaking the Odds so we can celebrate with you as you take action. If you'd like to connect with Maria, her information is posted as a part of this episode's show notes, which you can find on the blog at letsbreaktheodds.com. Until next time, let's continue to break the odds together. You've got this. Hey, guess what? You, my friend, made it through today's episode. Cue the confetti. But the conversation doesn't have to end here. If this episode served you today, go ahead and download it so you can have it. And click the subscribe button so you can get notified when another episode is released. Do us a favor and leave a review. We'd love to hear how much you enjoyed this episode. To stay connected, we'd love to have you as a part of the Break the Odds community on social media. There, we'll have an opportunity to personally connect with you, and you can also connect with others who are taking action towards breaking the odds in their lives. As always, you can catch the show notes from this episode and any discount codes and bonus materials on the blog at letsbreaktheodds.com. See you next time. <laughs>